songs unleashed. G'day everyone, my name's Robbie Turner. Welcome to another episode of Axons Unleashed. Now, <laughs> episode 49, we're approaching episode 50. I've had some belter guests on so far, some absolute crackers. But now this is going to be a real special one. I remember saying a few weeks ago, Daniel, you came up to me, you said, Robbie, who's going to be the guest for episode 49? I'm like, I knew who it was. And I was walking around the office going, I've got someone special in mind. I know exactly who's going to join me for episode 49. No one knew who the fuck I was talking about until I tapped a certain someone on the back of the shoulder. I'm like, Natalie, you're like, yes, Robbie. You're like, episode 49, that's you. Boom. Nat Robson, you're here to join us. Thank you so much, mate. Welcome to Axons Unleashed. Thank you, Robbie. Yes, I was, um, my first instinct was about bloody time. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, obviously honoured to be here. Uh, what an opportunity! Been with Axon, you know, long enough now, and seeing a lot of other people come through. But to come th- to be the 49th, knowing that we're going to go to the big, you know, 50 episode, is definitely um, a privilege and an honour. So thank you for having me. So good. Um, full disclosure, everyone. So Nat obviously is an employee of Axon, yes. a very good friend of mine outside of the office. Yes. We do like to have a good time during the day. Yes. During the night. Yes. Some early mornings sometimes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but I know that I know that a few of you that are just getting to know me and maybe just getting to know the Axon brand, it might shock you a little bit that I don't mind tying one on every now and then. And let me just say right now, this lady sitting right here next yeah. to me doesn't mind having a crack either. Don't mind a don't mind a good campaign session. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but no, in, in all seriousness, you've got an amazing story. You're a veteran. Mm-hmm. You've been a business owner. You're a mum. You've worked in plenty of different sectors. I really want to unpack what that's like for you, and you know, and obviously, then we can sort of talk about the superstar role that you provide here at Axon as well. Yeah. So thank yeah, you. listen into this one, ladies and gents. This is going to be a cracker. I know Nat very very well. Um, but one of the things that fascinates me about the podcast, because you've asked me a few times, what are we going to talk about? I'm like, yeah. I don't know. Anything. Everything. One thing I do know, though, every single podcast is that I discover something about someone that I don't know. Okay. Because that's how unscripted it is. So see if you can challenge me and go, right, Robbie, I'm just about to disclose to you <laughs> in a private, personal sense to the world yes. on a podcast. Yes, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and on YouTube or whatever else, wherever you're, you're listening and watching, something really, really special about you. So let's do it. Yeah, Ready? let's do it. All cool. right. One, one of the things I find I find fascinating about you is that um, you've got a, a Malta heritage, I do. and I, you and I were looking on the map the other day. I'm like, where the fuck is Malta? Yes. It's off the coast of Italy. So funny story, actually. So Tammy, I don't know why this has happened, but every time she opens up her um, Insta, oh, sorry, her um, Google map, Google Maps, yeah. every time it ends up in Gozo, which is a tiny little island off the island of Malta. Yeah, so um, cool. But yeah, my dad migrated here when he was 17. Right. So yeah, there you I, um, go. lived in Sydney until I was sixteen, and um, yeah, but yeah, Dad migrated here. Unfortunately, wasn't the greatest about picking up literacy and and understanding the language and everything. But you know, he did the best that he could. And yeah, cool. Yes, yeah, so I was definitely a wog child. Oh, <laughs> your words, not mine. But yeah, I got it. I got it. Um, I see the movie Wog Boys is making a bit of a comeback. Actually, so how funny, it hey? Is, yeah. Yes, how yes. cool. How cool. Um, <laughs> Why did you join the navy? Okay, so let's go back a little bit further, I All guess. All right, even better. Yeah, so yeah, I actually grew up in Sydney. So I lived in Sydney until I was 16, um, and then my parents wanted to retire. So as wouldn't be surprised, I was a bit of a rat bag, even back then. Uh, and my parents were like, no, it's time to leave Sydney, it's time to move on. So my auntie actually lived up in a little place called Crindai Beach, which is about 30 k's north of Coffs Harbour. 
Um, so at 16, my parents dragged me away from Sydney, which I loved and knew so well, and I became a country kid. So it was pretty obvious straight away to me that country life was just not for me. You, you know, I wanted bigger things for my life. I um, actually got a job straight out of high school. I didn't even have a holiday. So I remember my sister just moved up from Sydney. Um, my sister was going to Centrelink. Back in the days, we actually had to go to Centrelink and print out little cards. Right. And mum was like, print something out. Print it out. Go for a job, couple of job interviews over the school holidays. I had no real career aspiration at all. No idea what I was going to do with myself. And she's like, just go for a couple of interviews. See how you go. <clears throat> um, and, of course, first interview... Got the job. I think I actually started on like the 21st of November. So I had no school holidays at all, went straight into a full-time job. And I just, yeah, I knew that it wasn't for me, that kind of area. Nothing against North Coast, I'm sorry. That's right. Um, it's a New beautiful South part Wales, of the world. Lovely for a holiday. Yeah, amazing. But I just knew growing up in Sydney, it just wasn't going to fulfil me as a person to stay in a small country town. Mind you, my family is still there. Yeah, so it's a beautiful place to visit, mm. um, but it wasn't for me. So... Next door neighbour of mine, he was in the Navy and I'd been working 12 months um, outside of school as a receptionist and um, one day I was just talking to Les, who I love dearly, he's actually passed now, which is sad, but love Les mm. and his beautiful wife. Um, he was just like, well, what are you going to do with yourself? And he was like, why don't you join the Navy? And I'm like, me, Navy? And he's like, Nat, you would love it. He goes, go travel, do all this stuff, you know, enjoy your life. Um, so yeah, I went to recruiting at Coffs Harbour <clears throat> and then within about... Two months I was down in Sydney and I was gone. Happens quickly. Happened so quickly. So yeah, yeah I joined as a steward and yeah, um, cool. there was an opportunity to join the army or the navy and they were like, what do you like to do? They're like, do you like camping? And I'm like, no, I've never camped a day in my life. <laughs> and I was like, all right. He's like, do you like to travel or do you like to camp? And I was like, no camping, love to travel. And he's like, all right, navy might be best for you. And then you've, I think within a couple of weeks of that final interview, I was down at recruit school. You don't do camping in the army. You go bush. No, it's different. No, no, no. <laughs> I I, the, the, the thought of have not having a shower to me is like horrendous. Yeah. So no. You get used to it, don't you, ladies and gents? Nod your head, all of you listening right now. Sorry. You get used to it. It's Na- totally Navy fine. All the way. Totally fine. <laughs> hey, um, steward. That's a that's an interesting interesting profession. Um, I got to know the stewards when I eventually got to the sergeant's mess, and then yeah. and then the officers' mess as well. So mm-hmm. you know they were they were wonderful. You know, the, just to sit there in uniform and have your your meals drinks provided. and food and I meals know, right? you know, brought over to you <laughs> was like actually really special. I'm like, I'm not in a fucking restaurant, but okay, sure. Yep. Um, it's one of the things I pride myself on even now. And you and I have shared numerous lunches and dinners. I'm mm-hmm. always super polite and respectful of wait staff. Yeah. So you know, what was that like? You you would have. Overheard some conversations in the wardroom and all oh, that sort of completely. stuff, no doubt. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Yep. So the way I like when people say, oh, well, no, what does a steward do in the Navy? Because they just can't kind of understand it, what, what we actually do. And the, the best way to describe it is like you're on a cruise boat and there's the waitresses that come and, you know, serve your meals and everything. But then there's also like the cabin staff that clean up and everything and clean your cabin. Um, but my favourite part at that stage in my life was definitely all the events. So all the event management type stuff, holding all the cocktail parties, it wasn't great as far as, you know, you'd pull into a port, everyone else would be leaving. And you're like, well, I'm just going to stay here and run a cocktail party. Everyone have fun. But, you know, you'd go catch up with everyone later. Could be worse, though. Could definitely be worse, especially yeah. when you're overseas in Hawaii. <laughs> so you can't complain. Love it. Um, but, yeah, look, I loved it. I had the best time of my life. Um, definitely did it for five years. Um, and then just the people. Like, I've got friends now that are still in as well. Yep. Um, but the stewards were just such a great bunch of people. 
So I still, yeah, a lot of friends. There's something days. really special about the military for all of us. So mm. there's me, you, and seven other veterans that work, you know, that, that come to to Axon and li- live their best lives. And we've all got the same story. You've all you're all forged those friendships when you're really, really young, and you get to be a much, much older, <laughs> like mm. I am, and you're still you're still not necessarily really close friends with them, but there's certainly they still play a role in your in your life oh, you know, when you're remembering and you those know times. That, you know, I've. I've if you go overseas or if there's someone living over in WA, it's a matter of a quick message on Facebook. Hey, I'm coming over. Let's Haven't catch seen up. you for 10 years, but let's catch up. Yeah. Boom. It was like, like yesterday. Nothing happened. Yeah. Gold. You know, everyone's kind of on their own path, but you just pull it back together. Mm. And I think, that, yeah, the thing the military teaches you is just that mateship. You know, you always look out for each other. No matter what, you've got each other's backs. Yeah. So, um, did you have some really good leaders in the military? Absolutely. So, yeah. I w- was really lucky that I um, commissioned HMAS Parramatta. So, that was back in 2002, mm-hmm. a long time ago. So, what, 20, 20 years, years ago? ago now. Yeah. Um, and at the time, yeah, it was um, the chief, ex chief of Navy, Noonan, was actually the, the CEO of the ship. Um, so, really, really lucky to spend some time with him. Um, and then, even when I posted onto my second ship, which was Newcastle, HMAS Newcastle, the CEO on there was amazing, so I got a chance to be his um, direct steward. So not only just in the wardroom, but being you know the captain's steward was a little bit different. That you didn't actually have to serve so much in the wardroom as such. You just look after the captain. It was a bit cruisier, I must say, <laughs> uh, and yeah, but it was still amazing. But yeah, and even like leading seamen, and, and I had some great chiefs and POs as well. Um, but more so, the standout was definitely um, I think it was Rear Admiral. Noonan now. Right, okay. I can't think of what his rank is. Sorry, apologies, everyone. Sure, it doesn't matter. <laughs> um, if, he is, if, he's not, if he's not serving anymore, his name's fucking mate. That's End true. of story. Yeah. Um, I find it fascinating. Everyone, you know, they, I don't know, see something on Facebook and people's like, oh, we know, congratulations, sir. I'm like, he's fucking out, mate. He's not in the <laughs> military anymore. You used to have to call him sir back in the day, but his name's fucking Barry. <laughs> anyway, I'm, I'm a real fucking stickler for it. But anyway, um, what was what was <laughs> what was some of the best? What's just some of the best memories from the, being in the in the navy? What did the, what did the navy teach you about yourself that you seem to you feel like you apply now? Dev, I think when I when I actually so I did a, a coaching session a couple of weeks ago with another mentor, and he kind of unpacked a whole bunch of stuff about my career as well. And the, probably the highlight from my navy days was the fact that, and you will know this probably because we've had chats about it. I love a chain of command. Mm. I think it's very. You have to have it in life, whether it's respect your elders the way I was brought up having a Maltese father and also being in the Navy as well. There is a chain of command for a reason. You need to respect your elders um, and structure. Mm. <laughs> you know I love structure. Yeah. I'm, I'm a big plan Give me the person. brief. What's I'm the like, plan? I know. I'm like, so what's the direction? What do we need to uh, – what's the objective here? Yeah. And then what do we need to achieve at the end? Um, yeah, I, I love a good plan mm. um, and obviously just reflecting on that as well. I remember seeing a photo of yours. I'm sure we've got it here somewhere and, and um, Dubs, you'll be able to edit it into this. You've, there's a beautiful photo of you as a strapping young lady with, you know, yes. holding holding a silver tray, tray or something. Yes. And you just you just looked really, really good in, in, in uniform, mate. And I could just, I could see through that photo that you were loving being in uniform and yeah. loving, you know, providing the role that you were. Yeah, well, after when I was on Parramatta, our first trip was to go and do RIMPAC. So right. that was amazing. So that was Hawaii. And back in those days, it was 17 days alongside and it was free reign. If you went on duty, you did not have to be on the ship. You. I think everyone, I think I ended up having, God, I can't remember, like a bunch of nights in, in town. And of course, it's, you know, it's international. So there's people there from all over the world. We just had the best time. So that was probably the highlight trip that I did mm, great. Um, on Parramatta. But then on Newcastle, I also did a trip through Asia as well. 
which was unfortunately cut short because it was like really bad weather. <laughs> so I think we had to come home early. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I loved it. Like my time in the Navy, I look back on it so fondly because it definitely set me up to be the person that I am today. Um, and, you know, being 19, not having career progression, I didn't want to go to uni. I didn't know what I wanted to be. It really put me in the right place at the right time. And then, yeah, as I'm sure we'll discuss soon, my very um, different resume of all the different um, things that I've done in my past yeah. has definitely set me up with a really good foundation. I just thought of something. We know that Kmart, well, you walk into Kmart and mm-hmm. Kmart will tell you what you need. That's true. You walk in with an empty trolley and you walk out with a full one. Everything. It's like jo- joining the military. You don't, wanna, you don't know what you want to be, join the military, you'll find out who you are. 100%. And I think now they've got the gap here. Thank goodness, because it's such a great opportunity for young people to go out, explore a bunch of different things and decide if they want to do it. And if they don't, you know, four or six years to commit as a young person to do a, you know, one job is a massive effort. Yeah. But to have the opportunity to, you know, try a few things out, decide if it's for you, it's such a great opportunity for young yeah, people. Yes, so it's very, it's very um, 2022, isn't it? It is. And, and, and Lots of like. options. Tell me um, what you did four or five years in. Five years in. What was the... And, you know, I talk a lot about defence transition. Mm-hmm. What spiked in your head and your heart to say, all right, I've loved this. It's provided so much for me, as you've so very well just explained. Mm-hmm. Tell me about your transition process. Yeah, mine was actually really good. So I did five years, which my um, set time frame was only four. So I did an extra year. So I was really lucky that I got promoted to leading seaman within the four years. Um, and I just knew that career-wise, I'd kind of achieved so much in such a short amount of time that I knew to get to a petty officer, it was going to at least be three to five years. So in that time, I was like, do I want to stay on a ship? You know, because so much time is spent at sea now. Do I want to spend all this time at sea? What do I want my life to be like? Um, and I was pretty lucky that at my time, my at the time, my boyfriend at the time was also in the Navy. So it wasn't a matter of, get out, go find somewhere to live. I had a soft landing of I still had security of a DHA house. Oh, gold. Yeah, yes. so I got out. My actual leaving was pretty traumatic that I was on Newcastle and I had three months to my discharge date and we got um, crash sailed to go to Fiji and do some um, relief. I think it was um, storm relief. Yep. And I had said to my PO a couple of days before, I'm like, I can't go. I'm like, firstly, you don't know how long you're going to be going for. And I'm due to discharge. I need time to get out and find a job and get a life. And they were like, no, no, no. So I actually got myself off the ship right at the right time. Um, and then I yeah, got out and then um, found a job. And, you know, my first job was working for a cruise company. So I feel like oh, that's <laughs> kind <cool>. of <laughs> a bit of a soft that's landing. Like na- Navy esque. I went from like a massive ship to a little boat. Um, and I did that for about six months. And. Then from there, um, my career really kind of progressed more through the hospitality. Yeah. But as far as discharging goes, I had a really good experience. Yeah. Um, mind you, I put my discharge in and it took me 12 months to get out. Mm, so right. we're talking 15 years ago where you had to give 12 months notice. These days when I hear other people like, oh, I got out in three months. I'm yeah. like, wow, that's amazing. I would, love, would have loved that opportunity. Yeah. Um, Probably too long is 12 months to have that in the back of your mind of like, okay, it's time's coming, time's coming, because you can't really plan either. Mm. You know, you don't know what you're going to be doing in six months' time. So much can change in life. Um, but, yeah, as far as the discharge process went, 
I transitioned out pretty easily. One thing I do know, <clears throat> one thing I do know from your background is that um, because your boyfriend at the time still stayed in Sydney, you then you then got to go back to Sydney, mm-hmm. and you you were obviously very much an adult by now, and you got to live the life in Sydney that you probably always wanted to do as a sixteen year old. That's correct. So I think that <laughs> another part that I don't think we've we've touched on one of the podcasts yet is I was also I was a, a serving member, but I was also a spouse. So having that you know opportunity to have myself be in, but then him go away. And then he would go away and then I would be at home. And I think over a nine-month period, we saw each other two weeks. Right. Wow. So that was also a contributing factor of like, okay, I've done everything career-wise I wanted to achieve in such a short amount of time. I don't have to worry about where I'm going to live. I have a roof over my head and I'm not seeing my partner. Mm. So it was a pretty clear picture of like, okay, it's time. No doubt you would have had plenty of other experiences of other civilian partners dealing with their serving partner being away Mm -hmm. but then when you became that civilian partner or spouse surely you would have had a great lot of context though you would have clearly understood why old mate had to go away all the time absolutely yeah it it, it just changes you don't question it you know they get a they get a posting or they get a crash sale they've got to go on course so they've got to go whatever you're just like okay cool there's no question there's no point getting upset with him about it because it's Not absolutely out of his control. Yeah. <laughs> There's no point, you know, creating issues in the relationship over it because all it's doing is making it harder for both for both people. Yeah, good. Um, so, yeah, I think being in and having a defence spouse um, definitely made it easier for me. So you did some hospitality stuff. Um, how many more years did you guys stay in Sydney until Old Mate got out as well? Yeah, so we stayed down there for, oh, God. I got found like seven years. Longer. Quite a few, I feel. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. when I left the Navy, as I said, I worked for a little cruise company for about 12 months or maybe nine to 12 months. And then I was actually getting married myself. It's a fun story. Oh, good. Getting married myself. So I got married. I was looking for a venue and I was on the Ridges um, website and I saw that the Reg, uh, Ridges in North Sydney, the name of the events coordinator, was actually an, a girl I used to be in the Navy with. Oh, awesome. Yeah. So she was an ex steward. So I rang her and I was like, hey, Beck. I'm looking at, you know, this at the, at the venue for a wedding, um, but I'm also looking for t- potentially more of a full-time job. And she's like, Nat, come in for an interview. My first real interview outside of the Navy was over a glass of wine. Good. So I knew I was in the right place. For sure. <laughs> I'm like, these are going to be my people. <laughs> um, and yeah, within a couple of weeks, I was working at Ridges full-time as an events coordinator. I uh, stayed in that role, I think, for about two years. Then I became the events manager at that hotel. And then I did three years over at um, Ridges Camperdown as a sales manager. Right. There you go. Yeah. So I love that. And I think Ridges was like a, a great place as well because it had that family feel. You know, similar to the military, everyone had worked there for many, many years. People that I still know from, you know, Facebook, social media, they're still working there at certain hotels as well. Mm. Um, so it was great. It was a great opportunity to work there. Well, that clearly says a lot about their workplace culture and just their the environment they, they provide people because, yeah. you know, we've, we've even seen it here that people that don't feel as if they're being able to contribute in the right way they want to, they go go find something else. Of course. You know? That's, that's so, just you life, know, isn't it? Like having people stay in one job for, fuck, more than six, seven, eight years. It's huge. Better be you, by the way. <laughs> but like to have people stay that long, that like when I say that long these days is actually really rare. Mm-hmm. Whereas... My parents, your parents, most other parents, like to stay in the one role for 30 odd years was normal. Yeah. It ain't normal like that anymore. People yeah. are bloody, there's deck chairs being moved left, right and centre. That's very so true. So that, that's the new normal. Yeah, yeah, yeah it w- is. W- which is really cool. Um, 
I know you've been a your own business owner as well. To, what, mm. what was the next major role you won? Actually, I'll, I'll go back a bit. One thing I've really admired about you is that you became a, you become part of the WAG crew, wives wives and girlfriends. <laughs> yes, and I, I know that many of those gentlemen have all since moved to the Gold Coast, mm-hmm. and many of the wives and girlfriends all live up here now. Mm-hmm. I, I find it fascinating that some of your friends that I ambiently know here on the Goldie, you've known from way back in the Sydney days that you're explaining right now. Yeah, yeah. So you've got a long history with them. I do. There's, there's probably about... Oh, five or ten of us girls that live up here on the Gold Coast now. A couple of the yeah, girls have gone good. back down to Sydney that I've known for, yeah, 10, 15 years. Yeah, so good. And, yeah, we were all still super close. Yeah. None of them were in the Navy, though. It was just me. But I definitely played a role with the wives of trying to articulate to them, you know, what it is to be in the Navy. The guys aren't choosing to go away. Yeah. Um, I, I know that back in those days I definitely helped out. A lot of relationships. (laughs) 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 But just trying to be that middleman for the guys because obviously, you know, my relationship with the boys on the ship or just our friends in general Mm. um, was super solid and I always had their back, you know, try to help out wherever I could. Yeah. So Old Mate eventually got out of the Navy as well and then you guys started, did a couple little ventures by yourself, didn't you? Talk to me about that. So, you, you know, you've, as one of my managers here... You know what it's like for me as the as the the entrepreneur slash business owner of this firm, and that's why you don't come to me with shit that I don't need to know because you don't want to put extra shit on my plate because you've right. had that shit on your plate. Mm-hmm. So what was your first? What was your your first venture together? Yeah, so we moved. We decided. So sorry, yeah, he got out of the navy. Um, we decided that we weren't going to stay in Sydney. It was just way too expensive. wasn't the lifestyle that we wanted. We knew we wanted to have a family and have kids and everything. So. The Gold Coast looked nice and shiny. This is going on 10 years now. Ago. 10 years yep. ago, yeah. Gold Coast looked nice and shiny. So we actually got in contact with a friend of a friend um, to look into buying a beauty salon. So it was actually a franchise. I won't say the name. Um, I'm legally not allowed to. Doesn't matter. <laughs> um, but look, I think we moved up here with this grand plan of get into a franchise, get into this industry that you know was booming, which was beauty, Um and then, you know, let's see how this thing could grow. Unfortunately, though, it was a pretty hard couple of years. I was actually just talking to the, the girl's dad the other day about it. It was really tough. We were so naive. Um, the guy that we bought the business from was ex-military. So we just took on that loyalty, you know, all of the values that military teaches you of like trust and mm. all that. We really put so much into him. Um, but we were so naive, you know, I'd read some, you know, profit or loss statements. I'd read all that from my days being in sales at Ridges, but I didn't really have a full context of what we were getting into. Um, and we were just ultimately sold this grandeur of own your own business on the Gold Coast. It's beauty. There's so many people up here that want Botox and well, all that true. kind of stuff. And it's very true. Do you remember there was a big bloody silicon um, shortage in the world a couple of years that's ago? True. I was waiting on a silicon chip for my bloody <laughs> yeah. brand new Kia. And I went to one of the well-known restaurants down here on the Gold Coast and looked at my wife. I'm like, there's all the fucking silicon. Correct, yes. <laughs> that is the Gold Coast, very much so. But yeah, look, biggest lesson learned, I think, out of that was we bought into an industry that we knew nothing about. Neither of us were passionate about that, you know, that specific um, industry. We'd both come from a defence background. Like, unfortunately, we were dealing with, you know, 20-year-old girls that are highly emotional and their boss being ex-Navy. So, you know, mm. not me, my yeah. um, like the girl's dad. So he really struggled with trying to communicate with these young girls that he'd never dealt with these types of personalities before. Yeah. So as much as I was trying to push the business as much as I could, there's only so much you can do, you know. So we did end up selling it. 
Um, and then, yeah, just thought about what, what next. You and I, I've had this conversation with you before and I wanted to bring it up in this podcast because I feel like a fair few of the recent podcast guests we've spoken about business in general. You know, Brett Campbell recently, you know, he's come to come like, I want to be able to start a business. He's like, but why? Mm. You know, really, really unpack that question. Yep. And remember, you said to me one thing, and this is by voluntarily, you said, Robbie, I had the realisation, don't start a business if you're not passionate about it. If you're just chasing the money yep. or and you're not, you're not willing to put in. It's like, if you're passionate about something, it's not work. You don't find it arduous. It's mm-hmm. not a pain in the ass. You fucking jump out of bed like I do and come to the office and can't wait to contribute and help other people. Yep. And then the money just takes care of itself. Yeah. Right? So, yeah, it was really interesting and very insightful from you, Nat, to be able to say that. I was like, oh, that is a fucking belter. Mm-hmm. But it's a very salient tale for everyone else. Do not start a business in an industry that you don't have a huge amount of passion for and you're willing to put in the hard yards for just because you think you might make a quick buck one day. Yeah. And really, you know, you got to do do your own due diligence. You know, listen to the professionals. We were so naive when we got into that salon. Um, massive learning opportunity. Obviously, look where we are today for, for both of us. Um, but yeah, it was definitely something that took a toll on us. You know, financially and emotionally, wouldn't change it. I remember there was you know a few nights we'd be laying in bed and I'd be tossing and turning, going, "Oh God, this is such an experience. I, we need to get out of this. Like this is going to kill us in the end." And he was like, oh, you know, one day we'll look back at this and laugh. At the time, you know, perspective, at the time you're like, oh, I'm so into it. But now I look back and I'm like, you know what, though, the lessons learnt in it was definitely do what you love, find your passion, mm. um, and everything else will flow naturally. But if you try and force something, and we were just trying. Yep. You know, there you was had a nothing. Crack. We had a crack. You didn't do anything wrong. Try. Yep. Um, didn't work out. But, you know, that's just life really, isn't it? What was next? Then we started our own property company. Mm. Yeah. I do know this. There was yes. a lo- loaded question. But yeah, tell know, me about that. So um, s- similar-ish to this. Similar-ish, yeah. A, a very, yep. I'll use my own phrase, watered-down version of the yeah. very comprehensive services we provide. But yeah. that's totally fine. Absolutely. And I think it's more the fact of he is just a, um, it's more of a marketer, a marketer kind of job as far as find people that want to buy a property. You know, just being that middleman where Axon, obviously, we do so much more. Mm. You know, we go into so much more detail. Um, And then we thought, well, look, we had our own properties. We loved the journey as well. Um, You know, everything about why, like the why of why we did it was all for the right reasons. Uh, And, you know, he's still doing it today and he loves what he does. Great. And I'm so supportive of that. When did you start that? Because that firm's been running longer than this one. About six or seven years now, I'd say it would be. Probably seven, I reckon. Yeah. We're, we're, we're approaching six, and I know it's definitely before then. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. So, yeah, I did that with him for a while, um, mm-hmm. and then we predominantly had events down in Sydney, so or Sydney and Perth, and because of my events background, it was just a natural progression for me to be like, okay, well, you hold the event, I'll organise it. Uh, and yeah, it did really well. It was really successful so for a good. long time there. That's when I first met you, actually. Yeah, it would have been. Tammy and I came, first came down the Gold Coast. We're approaching our six-year anniversary for the Goldie. I remember it every year because I was running around frantically trying to find my suit to go to the Melbourne Cup three days after we'd have our first load of boxes yeah, un- right. un- undone. So yep. as Melbourne Cup's approaching us now, um, yeah, that's that's why I remember six, six years. And I remember mm-hmm. coming coming to see – that's where I met you first time in the office. I came to your office you there too, yeah. at 50 Cavill up yep, in yep. the up in the sky, mm-hmm. and um, 
yeah, old mate was just telling me about, you know, left, right and centre. And by the way, I think you just started doing some mortgage broking as well. I had, yeah. So you're, you're a very industrious young lady. <laughs> very diverse regiment, so we've been like Navy, <laughs> you've been retail, you've been um, so like a, a retail hosp- hospitality, yep. I should say. Mm-hmm. Um, beauty book, salon. Beauty salon, <laughs> booking cruises, accommodation yep. in ridges, project, mm-hmm. uh, event management, mm-hmm. property, now mortgage broking. Yeah, well, we just found that, you know, being a small business – you have to protect yourselves and you know he was fantastic or is fantastic at doing what he was doing but a, a lot of what was happening on the back end was deals were falling over due to finance and it's, it was no one's fault like it wasn't the client's fault it wasn't our fault there was just the finance deals weren't a priority for the certain brokers because it's just the you know the small amount of deals wasn't a priority which is fine again like you know you meet someone the first time yeah. it's not going to be a priority to do business with that person um, so there was just an opportunity that had come up through a friend of ours that was a mortgage broker. And I just had a coffee with him one day and I was like, what does it take to be a mortgage broker? Like, what yeah, do I, what like, do... This can't be that hard. What do I have to do? And he's <laughs> like, you just go do a three-day course and then I'll mentor you for the next two years. And I was like, you know what? I'll just do it. Yeah. So yeah, I went and did it. There's um, a lot to be said just quickly on one point. You mentioned that um, volume speaks volumes. Yes, definitely. Like when you, when you were able to go to a certain service provider and go, hey, I've got... X amount of deals, X amount of opportunities for you to be able to do business with us. And so it's going to be 50 per year. Yep. Not many people would turn their back on that. But if you go there and we go, oh, look, I need you to help me out with five per year, then I'm not, they're not the real numbers, but I'm, yep. just, I'm using those as two extremities, ladies and gents. But yeah, it's going to be much harder for them to be able to drop everything and go help you. Correct. So yeah, it's, yeah. yeah. There's a little saying for your team, volume speaks volume. volumes. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So the, yeah, there's just an opportunity. And, you know, there's no interest like self-interest, oh, obviously. That's Sorry, you stole Robbie. mine. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking of some little words I could come up with today. I was like, Rob, what, what would impress Robbie? Oh, you um, you impress me. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it was our family. It was our family business. And the me to write a mortgage-broking deal wasn't going to, you know, bring in millions of dollars, but it was going to help out the family business. Mm-hmm. Um, so there was an opportunity for me to, to help out, and I just went and did it. You were not a mother yet, I understand. I, I was a mother. Oh, had you yeah. already had your first child by then? Yeah, I'd okay. already had my first daughter. Right, there you go. Um, she would have been... Well, this was around about the time that I had Sammy, the second one. Right, okay. Yeah, so I had two two little ones under the belt by this stage. Right. Um, and doing more... You must have, because I don't remember ever seeing you pregnant. Wow, yeah, maybe. Yeah, I, well, I no, can't Sammy's remember. Well, no, Sammy's going on five. Well, she's just turned five. Okay, righto. Maybe, so you, maybe you were hiding it well when I first met you then. No. <laughs> <laughs> first pregnancy, I wasn't too huge. The second one, I was just let, it, let everything go. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> As you do. How, mate, how was that? So your business owner, part, part business owner, actively working in the business mm-hmm. and a mum as a veteran, trying to establish yourself in the Gold Coast here, like... Yep. Geez, there's some there's some big big things going on in your life. How were you managing it all? Uh, we weren't. Okay. <laughs> no. And look, you know, ultimately at the end of the day, um, I'm sure everyone's figured it out by now. The marriage didn't last, um, and it just yeah, it got on top of us. Working full time in your family business with two small children, and we didn't have any family help because everyone's in Sydney and Cross Harbour. Um, it was just the two of us. Um, so in the end, it didn't quite work out. Yeah, that's bloody um, tough. But you know what? That's life. Yeah. That's just life, you know, you've got to move on. I'm super grateful that we have a great relationship now. We're mm. such good friends. Yeah. I've seen him three times this week. We are we stuff. all <laughs> admire both of you, the way you both handle yourself on a constant basis to, to manage 
you know, he's still doing his thing there, yeah. and you you obviously uh, moved on to to us. But I know there's been some uh, there's been some other steps in in between there as well. So, yeah. Yeah. um, it's a real credit to you, mate. It's it's Tammy and I don't have any children, as you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I've got a, a very much an, an adult son, but I've got we've got 15 other people that work here. So you guys are our children exactly. in a really weird way. <laughs> yeah, sort of thing. <laughs> but no, no, that that just allows us to be able to provide our full focus and attention mm-hmm. on on what matters to us and that's the well-being of, of everyone else here yeah. that gets that gets to wear a shirt. So mate, I'm really sorry to hear that and yeah, again it's um I've seen personally you grow so much throughout that time. <laughs> you know, because that <laughs> <laughs> um your words again not mine, but it's like it's tough when you you, got, you guys, um, you and your ex-husband hooked up reasonably young mm-hmm. and you were together for quite a long time. 16 years. A, a huge part of your of your yeah. life. And then to sort of come out of that, how old were you when you separated? Well, it was four years ago. So what, 36? Right. right. So to go back into the world again then as a 36-year-old, as a effectively the majority of your whole adult life mm-hmm. has been with one other person to mm-hmm. go, all right, I'm now starting my life again. Yeah. You know, there's been some bumps and bruises along the way. You would mm-hmm. you would concede, but fuck, you are so better off for it. Yeah. And like you've just grown so much personally, which yeah. has been – I've been able to see it firsthand. Thank you. Um, then you, you were working at the bank for a while as well, didn't you? Yeah, so, so obviously so that, that relationship broke down. So working with then, him, then you didn't have a gonna, job either. Wasn't going to work. So, so like yeah, that's another fucking huge thing <laughs> that you've job. had to navigate. Yeah, so I moved out. I still had a part time job working with the brokerage company though that I was with. So I wasn't completely left high and dry. And I moved out and had an apartment and everything. And I became really good friends with the girl that worked at Westpac. And it was just a random conversation with her one day. And I was like, oh, you know, I need to, I need to find a job. Like first and foremost, I need to get back into full-time work. I need to go work somewhere. I need, you know, the reliable income. I think I was thinking about doing my own brokering. And I was like, I don't even know where I would like be a mortgage broker on my own and start myself. And I was like, no, no, I'm not, I can't. I, I don't have the capacity to do that. Mm. Um, and I just got to chatting with her one day and she's like, well, why don't I ask if there's any jobs at Westpac? So then she asked and then within a couple of weeks I had a full-time job working at Westpac and um, I started out as just like a general banker. So each day was a different um, location. So they called it casual, was it casual casual roll or casual pool? And every morning I'd get a text message and tell me what branch to go to. Okay. That would have been um, exciting in its own. Well, it was awesome for me because, you know, yeah. I love to chat. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Love meeting new people. <laughs> yeah. Have, have a chat with have Nat. Have a chat, Nat. Um, and, yeah, going from branch to branch every single day was great. You know, I would learn a different system, different people, um, learn all about banking, learn how to use their system really well. Um, so I did that for just on 12 months and then I got a full-time job um, at the Service Paradise branch and then I worked at Southport as well. Yeah. Now something else very, very important was going on at this time. You and I, you, me, you and Tammy and the rest of the crew were sort of catching up intermittently, you know, once every month, two months, six, you know, three months, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. And we would be uh, the better part of 15 drinks deep and you would then pull me aside and go, Robbie. Give me a job. How do I get a job with Axon? <laughs> And I'm like, nah, we're cool, mate. Like, it was just one of those things that I didn't want to. I knew we had a very blossoming friendship between all of us, mm-hmm. and I didn't want to dilute that. I didn't. I didn't want to. And then, quite frankly, because I didn't know you, because I, did, I didn't know you in the military. Mm-hmm. I knew you were in the military, but that wasn't. It wasn't front and centre, you know, for me. Yeah. And I distinctly remember at Anzac Day about four years ago, you yeah. pulled me aside and you said, listen, fuckface, I'm a veteran <laughs> as well. Like when we really started to recruit veterans and we yeah. were on a bit of a drive, you're like. Li- Something like this anyway, ladies and gents. Probably worse than this, but I'll be nice. Listen, fuckface, I'm a fucking veteran as well, remember? I see you're recruiting people right now. What's wrong with me? Mm. 
That's yeah. what I heard anyway. Yeah, no, it was definitely, <laughs> it wasn't Anzac Day. I remember I had, you know, my jacket and my medal and, uh, and everything on. And, and I was like, oh, yeah. There was a few times where I said to Tammy, because look, to be honest with you, I'd seen you and Tammy grow Axon. And I knew that there was something special in here. And I was always in the mindset of, I don't care how I, get, how I get my foot in the door, what job it is or what I need to do, but I need to be a part of it. Because I could just see this culture and I could see how much fun you were having. And, you know, at that stage, I think you'd taken the team over to Hawaii for, you know, that wasn't the only reason I wanted to join, obviously, <laughs> yes, it is a little bit. Um, but no, I just knew I wanted to be a part of it. And, you know. You're like, who fucking takes their team to help? What, what are they doing? What have they done? What have they got to be able to do that? Correct. Yeah. That, was that your observation? 100%. Yeah. And being good friends with Tammy as well, I was like watching her grow as a person and becoming a better leader and, you know, just growing this, I'll, I'll call it a beast of a business, mm. that it was just <laughs> impacting so many people as well and helping so many people. And I was just like, I just have to be a part of it. I want to be a part of this, you know, this team. Um, so, yeah, it was at Anzac Day. I'm like, Robbie, give me a fucking job. Yeah. <laughs> and then you're like, no, sorry, don't employ friends. And I was like, all right, I'll just go back to West Park. No, no, no. And then it, then it so that must have been Anzac Day 2019 because then – because you started in February 2020, just before COVID hit. No, it was, uh, yes. Yep, yep, yep. Yes, yes, yeah. yes. So it must have, been April, must have been Anzac Day 2019. And then it just germinated on me over the last six few, over the next six months. Mm. And I was like, Tammy, you know what? Like as, as we continue to evolve, as we continue to expand, as we continue to need, need more people, as Axon really, really took off during those years. And I was like, maybe we should have a chat with Nat, actually. Yeah. She's like, are you really sure you want to be able to do this? I'm like, no, 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 bring her in. Yeah. Bring her in. I'm like, sh- and I, I, I started to listen more closely to what your, and, and appreciate what, what your background was. Mm-hmm. Navy, veteran, worked in a property firm, been a mortgage broker, now working in a bank. I'm like, and you're, and you're a good chick as well. Just makes sense. I'm like, maybe we should yeah, maybe we should explore it a bit more. So I yeah. think we sort of ha- started to have some more yeah, uh, more purposeful a, oh. chats towards the back end of 19 and then yep. 20 sort of came in. And oh, then I remember I rang Tammy because my dad had passed away. I had some inheritance money. And I was thinking That's myself, right. Yes, this is how yes, it happened. Yes, and I was thinking to myself, who do I call? Because obviously I didn't have you know, my partner anymore. I was like, who do I know that I can trust to give me some really good financial advice yes. that is going to give me like a big brother? overview of, of what to do mm. and so I rang Tammy and I was like hey can, do you mind if I call Robbie and she's <laughs> like oh my god yes she's like ring him please ring him and um then you and I had a conversation on the phone and it was purely around what to do with this money and you're like leave it in the bank for now we'll chat about this later yeah um, a, let's let's put a plan together let's put a plan like, together let, I don't want to like, provide you for financial advice but I can coach you around what yeah. those options might be oh, yeah. and just from a friend point of view yeah because um, it wasn't like, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars. It was only a small amount, but I still just wanted some... It was a decent amount. It was a decent amount, yeah. yeah. Um, and I remember I got off the phone with you, and then about 20 minutes later, Tammy rings me, and she's like, so um, how'd chat go with Robbie? I'm like, yeah, really well. And she's like, so, like, how locked in are you actually at Westpac? And my response was... What's the job? When do I start? <laughs> I'm like, I'm, I'm, like, mean, I'm I not locked in. I don't even care what the job is. Like, I'll come and like take out the trash. I don't care. <laughs> you still do that now, anyway. I, actually, that is my daily job. Yeah. It's funny, funny you bring that up. Mm. <laughs> um, uh, how good? Yeah, and I think within a couple of days, she was like, "Come in and meet the team." Came in and met the team, and I think it took us a little while, like a month or so, mm. for me to start. Um, but yeah, interesting story of my start date as well. I don't know if you remember, but it was literally the first day of lockdown in yep, Queensland. I do. So I had my first six weeks working at Axon. It was all remotely. 
whilst having my, well, she was five at the time, five-year-old daughter who was in her second term of prep, literally jumping on my bed because I was in an apartment at the time, yep. jumping on my bed, poor little thing, going crazy every single day. And I was just on Zoom calls all day with the team just trying to figure out how to do the job. Yeah, I think it turned out all right. Yeah. Um, I don't mind speaking uh, about people that are not here anymore, but there was some jungle drums about why is it that Robbie and Tammy are getting one of their really good friends here on the Goldie to come and join us? Yeah, and I'm imagine. Like, fucking calm the farm. It's yeah. my, my fucking decision. Thank you very much. I appreciate mm-hmm. your feedback, but off you trot. Yeah. And yeah. anyway, they've now trotted off <laughs> and you're still here. They've themselves. So, you know, at the end of the day. <laughs> yeah. And look, it's funny how it works out. It, it, it wasn't a light decision to work here either for me. You know, obviously I respect you guys as friends, but I also respect you guys as business people. And I wouldn't want to put our friendship in jeopardy of – you know a job opportunity it's just friendships to me is way more important Mm. um but you know i think i hold my role here at such a higher esteem as well because i feel like i've got more to prove to you guys and also be a better role model to everybody else because you know i get i get the best of both of you guys really yeah we get to catch up during the day and then every now and then on the weekend as well not as much on the weekends as as it used to be let's talk about that what do you love most about Coming here and living your best life. Yeah, I think definitely I've realised that my number one purpose in my life is to help people. And since being here and over the last few years or the last few jobs that I've had, it's really kind of shown, like shined through of why I just, I love seeing people succeed. You know, I love seeing people, you know, being happy and giving back to their lives the best that they can. Um, since being in the role Obviously, you know, having a bit of a background in, you know, construction and mortgage broking and everything, it was just a natural fit to be in build support. Um, But to see the amount of clients that have come through and have just done so well financially. How um, fucking good is it? Oh, it's the best thing ever. It's the best. I can't can't put it in the word, ladies and gents, that so those of you that experience it on the back end, you're welcome. And I can't wait to do it again and Mm -hmm. again and again with you. But the fact that people come to us and they don't know how to get started or they don't know what the next step is mm-hmm. and they follow through the process and they get to the end and they're so much better off further in front mentally, emotionally, financially, stable-wise, it's the fucking best feeling in the world, isn't it? It really is. Like I um, <clears throat> spoke to a client yesterday. They've just handed over their property. They've already found tenants the day of. This is Matt and Lauren up in yeah, Darwin. Yep. yep. And um, I rang Matt and I was like, so I haven't really spoken to you much this year. Because he's on the patrol boats up and down and he's, he's never just, fucking he's there. Away, yeah. He's away. Lauren, they're so low drag. Like they have just put so much faith in us. That Second I, time around, that's yeah, why. Yeah, that as well. But, you know, to go through during, I'd say, the hard times, it's not hard times anymore, maybe two years was harder. Well, all the bloody construction delays that everyone sees on my success stories, you know, yes. including 80 construction delays, including 105 construction delays. Yeah. Like, it has been hard. It's been fucking hard. We'll talk about that in a second. Yeah. About um, the, what you've had to endure, like mm-hmm. in this amazing role that you love that you just so eloquently spoke about how much you love giving back and helping people. It hasn't been fucking love, trust and pixie dust for no, the last six months really either. Not, either. So, yeah. So, you're speaking to Matt. Like, how yeah. happy was he? Oh, he was wrapped. I was like, so we've found your tenants. They're actually two raffies out at um, out that way. So, it's nice, again, to be giving back to Defence because now I know that, you know, two more Defence members have got somewhere amazing to live. Um, and it obviously just feeds back into our community. Um, but I said to him, I was like, I feel like I've only spoken to you like two or three times this whole I've only spoken build. to him three or four times in the three years that I've known yeah, them. Yeah, I was like, I can't believe we've gotten to this stage. 
stage and he was obviously, you know, so grateful. He's like, Nat, you know, we put so much trust into what you guys do and what you've done for us. He goes, I can't believe we've found tenants already. And I'm Mate, like, their first property they've bought, they've, they built with us was um, up to the north of Brisbane. I think they paid maybe five twenty for it. Mm-hmm. They have an eight in front of it now every yeah, day of the crazy. week, a beautiful big two-storey place. This joint out here that we just finished building for them, there's a 475 property. It'd be yeah. worth six twenty, six thirty now. Least. And they get six, I think, at five hundred and thirty bucks a week rent for it. Yeah, yeah. We've we forecasted four hundred. Mm-hmm. Like oh, the, just yeah. the the mm-hmm. success of that. It's huge. It's fucking huge. It's yeah. so good. And it is. It's one of those things where, and I say it all the time for more of our, you know, when we get our insurance quotes for the build, you know, on on general rule, we're at least insuring a house for a hundred thousand more than what you paid for it twelve months ago. If you can tell me any other investment model that you can make a hundred grand in twelve months. Please pass it on. Yeah, and I, I want to know. And that's now just the base. That's the base standard and price for that item in that, mm-hmm. that location. Yep. And I think now as well, like from a build time point of view, it's just nine to twelve months. That's just what it is now. Where two years ago it wasn't that. So yeah. it took a little time for Five us to, to all six adjust. Months. Yeah, yeah. It took, it took us time to adjust. But yeah. you know, where it is what it is now, and the houses are being built. Not as many delays. Kind yeah, of. It's depends. getting much better. It like. Is. Um, Every week, ladies and gents, I take off all of my different hats and put on my Opso's hat and I'll sit in there in our big 75-inch screen. I'm like, all right, girls, every property, line by line by line. And we sit there for an hour and a bit every single week and you guys give me that sort of rundown about what's happening. So as your coach, as the owner of this firm, I know exactly what's going on with every build. And sometimes I need to jump in and make a phone call and move stuff out the way so you guys can continue to provide your role. But it's it's no secret that there were there were three other people that you were working with in the build support team that are no longer here. That, yeah, that was that, fun. <laughs> that voted themselves off the Axon Island. Yeah. And you know what? I get it. All three of them lived the better part of an hour's drive away. Yeah. To drive to the Gold Coast in the mornings is a shit fight. That's yep. to put it nicely. Yeah. Uh, they were coming to the office having to deliver. Um, unsavory information to the clients every day. Mm-hmm. There's another delay. We don't know what's going on. The builder hasn't told us. You fucking you, you, your driveway wasn't poured because the concrete truck bro- broke down. Like mm-hmm. you fucking name it. Yeah. I felt like every day there was like more and more excuses and lack and less and less clarity of information coming to us from the builders because mm-hmm. the fucking world was blowing up yeah, from a supply know. and demand. Mm-hmm. Tradies bloody you know asking ten times more. No wood for the frames. You yep. name it. It was a very, very tough um, experience for all of you. And mm-hmm. unfortunately, there's so, but so, so much growth was going on as well. Everyone's making so much money because there's so much demand in the market, mm-hmm. but it's so fucking hard to build a house that's taking so much longer. Yep. I feel like the industry took those three people from us. Right? Because they, yeah. they didn't, I, I get it. They didn't want to, they were preparing mentally and emotionally to come to, come to the office, knowing they were going to deliver shit news to a client and fucking be yelled at again in some instances from yeah. clients. Yeah. And I wouldn't want to be able to do that every day either. No. So it certainly got to them from an emotional and mental perspective. And then their, their perspectives changed on what their values were and they wanted to go do something else. Yeah. Like, I get it. I totally yeah. do. So you obviously you you didn't go anywhere because no, you live much I had, closer. I had to hold down the fort. And you, you had to hold down the fort. <laughs> Um, but how fucking good is it now that we've had, we've recruited yeah. three more people since then, well, even yeah. one just this week? Yep. What about? Tell me about the vibe in the build support team now about fresh ideas, fresh outlook, fresh levels of gratitude, yep. fresh systems and processes in place, and you're now the supervisor of that. Mm-hmm. How's that been? Just to see 
the girls that are under you per yeah. se in that chain of command that you said you you know you enjoy so much. Yep. What's that like now being looked up to and like you're you're now the head of that department? At the time, I'm not going to lie, it was I don't love change. I'm, I'm not, not many a, people do. No, and look, it just takes me. I'm a processor. I need time to process. Um, and at the time, obviously, we're having three people leave that had all been the you know been the business for at least twelve months each. Um, we were kind of a pretty well-oiled machine at that stage, and you know, as yep. well as we were delivering crappy infant like crappy you know results to people, we still all had our you know our certain builds that we were looking after and our certain clients, and to have them all go in what four weeks of each other, let's About say. That. Um, Too yeah, short. It anyway. was a very short period. Felt of Felt like at the same time, but yeah, um, yeah, it w- it was a shock. Um, but you know, I think again, my friendship and loyalty to you and Tam, to the business and to our clients. I wasn't going to go anywhere. You just weather the storm. You just get on with it. Each day is a new day. Yeah, it was really tough. But, you know, we found two girls, amazing girls, pretty much straight away. Um, and now we've just had the third join as well. So now we're a team of four again. Yep. And I'm at the helm. So, yep. you know, like I, I love the fact that I've got a team now of the girls and they're all super lovely and loyal and learning themselves. Um, but, yeah, the, the biggest change was definitely the fact of fresh ideas. You know, like we were so set in our processes of ways we were doing things. We probably weren't as time efficient. Um, you know, we weren't using the, the systems correctly. Technology, yeah, tools, we weren't, reports. Yeah, we weren't using, you know, our system that we yeah. use, our CRM to its full capacity. We weren't following through with building inspections the way we should have. There were so many little things that I didn't feel like I had a voice to really, you know, implement even though I'd seen a few little things, I was like, oh, we could probably do things better. Mm. But the openness to change wasn't there. And then this fresh flood of people come in. So good. And there was even one stage, they're like, let's do this, let's do that. And I was like, I said to Angie, I was like, I need to leave and take a minute because I can't handle yeah. this all at you, once. You weren't like, used to it. Yeah. I need time to process it. Um, but we're way more efficient. Like even just using, you know, the build support email. You know, yeah. there's, there's new systems in place. We're using automation. The little bot that comes through the bot when that certain comes things happen. Robbie, I get, I get a no- yeah. notification on Slack. Like, yep. it's brilliant. It re- I said to you guys uh, a couple of weeks ago, I actually can't imagine a time now where it wasn't like this. Mm-hmm. Oh, we're all going to – France and turn us all into robots. <laughs> That's what I've decided. A fi- no, su- <laughs> super efficient, deep sea racing mullet oh, build, yeah. build support team. That's what it's going to be like. <laughs> like triathletes. Yeah, but they've, they've – like, the girls have pushed me to be better. Great. You know, like they've made me a better leader. They've made me look at myself, you know, in a, in a different light as well. And now my true capacity of what I want to do is not be so heavily on the tools because when those three other girls left, I had every build. Yes. Pretty much to myself. And I decided that I would hold on to the end build. So everyone from fixing through to the end, I took everyone on. And then I gave the girls, you know, more builds towards the front end just because it's less detailed you know work that you need to do yeah. because they just didn't have the, the knowledge of course absolutely fair. there's so much more that happens towards the end of the build and those that have all Correct. done it but like need to put my insurances in place need to get the mm-hmm. building inspection sorted need to now re-engage with the property manager to find tenants yep. sign the pc claim yep. blah blah there's blah so blah, much blah. more so. that went into it and look to be honest we had a lot of bills at that stage as well that weren't happy you know that were dealing with all of the delays that had, had a really you know poor experience based on what they thought they expectations were get. yeah yep. Nothing that anyone could have ever done to predict it. Nope. Um, but I felt like we really worked well as a team um, to kind of get through it. And I feel like we are on the other end of it now, like even though we had a new girl start early this week. Mm. Um, 
it's amazing that you know the other two. I can see them out there now. Yeah, um, they're just such such great people, and yeah. they've really helped me grow and and put together a great team. So I'm super excited to awesome. see where we end up next. Um, all three of them were clients. Mm-hmm. All three of them have built houses before, mm-hmm. as you know, those people that you've helped out in the past. How good is it that we've got that ethos? And that modus operandi in the business that when you're in a very heavily client-facing role, mm-hmm. you're more than likely going to be recruited when you're a client. Yeah. It's, it, have you found that they have picked up their role so much easier and so much better, noting that they've, they already went through the bit? So they know what a slab claim is. They know mm-hmm. what a frame claim is. They know what insurances and what finding tenants is like. Yep. I couldn't imagine bringing someone in who's never built a house before and it has no fucking idea about the level of detail we go to. Yeah. I think like, it's funny watching um, the new girl. I don't know if I can say her name. Uh, the new girl start this week. Is it Amana? Her name's Amana. Amana, she's amazing. Um, <laughs> the fact that, you know, she's now watching all of our videos with a different lens, mm-hmm. you know, like she's watching the process and risk this week. She's watching all the stage claim videos that we've done. I asked her this morning to go back and listen to the podcast again because you'll hear that through a different yep. channel. Even like the Facebook Lives, she's watching yeah. all the videos, but I just so wanted good. her to go back and see it as this side of the lens, not as the client facing. Um, but the fact that they are have a basic understanding of what we do has been great. But the interesting part is, is that even she said the other day, she's like, I had no idea. No idea the level of detail that builds support or just acts on go into uh, yeah. during the build phase of what my job actually entails. And I'm like, well, that's perfect. She's only been here three days. You wait yeah. till she's here three weeks. And then she'll Bobby then doesn't. she'll really fucking have an idea about the level of detail we yep. go to. Yep. So yeah, no, it's so good, mate. It's it's really really cool. There's it's been a hell of a year, hasn't it? It's definitely it's been up there as far as the amount of different juggling balls that we've had kind of thrown at us, and I've seen you know a level of resilience in all of us of just you know personal growth, watching the business grow, people have come, people have gone. But at the end of the day, we still have clients returning to build a second property or third or fifth. Yep. That's our, that's our current current record, ladies and gents. Yep, fine. We've got a client that Axon's been going six years and these clients have put an EOI down on their fifth house. Yep. He's Double in. income, no kids, of course. That's of course. a fucking no-brainer. Na- Navy, <laughs> just going to say. And Navy, both of them <laughs> serving Navy. Absolute fucking superstars. Yep. I know both of you are listening to this podcast because I'm going to tell you that I'm speaking about you right now to make sure you're <laughs> prompting. And, uh, you know, the level of gratitude they've shown towards us, mm-hmm. they're, the, they're the better part of 700 grand ahead yep. since they met us. Yeah, yeah, it's amazing. And the level of gratitude they've shown between us is amazing. But I'm like, you know what, you know what, mate? Um, but guys both of you and I'm talking to you, it's us that remain humble. We're the ones that are honoured to be on your team. Yeah. You came to us and I promised I wouldn't let you down and fucking here we are. Yeah. Now, the market's been very kind to everyone, but at the end of the day, you know, a lot of people, the old would, woulda, coulda, shoulda. Yeah. I, I coach clients literally every night and when they get a real clear understanding of what their potential is, probably nine times out of ten, they go, fuck, we should have done this a couple of years ago. Yeah. Like, well, yes, mm-hmm. <laughs> but you're here now. Yeah. <laughs> Well, you only know what you know, right? Yeah. Um, but yeah, we're. I think as a business and all of us personally, this year has been really tough. Um, but you know, we're almost at the end. How exciting! Yeah, you know, we're about to go on our retreat <coughs> for the end of the year Again. as well. And celebrate! We've got a bunch of balls and all sorts of different things coming up. Gala balls, that gala is. Balls. Yes, yes. yes. Award, awards nights, etc. That's <laughs> no, good. We've we've got the soldier on gala, gala ball night on, on Friday, Friday night, yeah, like in a couple night. of nights. So, mm. yeah. Um, 
all of you would have probably seen our photos on social media before you even get to listen to this podcast, but at least now you know that's going to happen in the future. Mm-hmm. It's a bit weird, actually, isn't it? I don't know. I feel like I'm future speaking. I shouldn't talk about anything in the future because it hasn't <laughs> happened yet. <laughs> Nat Robson, you are a fucking superstar. Thank you so much for joining on Axons Unleashed. I knew this was going to be a special, uh, a special episode. Um, who you are as a person, what you've done, the journey you've been on, where you currently stand and what your future holds. Limitless. I can't wait to see it all. You're a legend. Thanks, buddy. Thank you for letting me be a part of it. See you, mate. Catch up soon. Like one minute next door. Go. (laughs)